This is Shut Up Mom, Mom. a Hive Collective production, a safe space for moms by mom. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to Shut Up Mom. We're your hosts, Maria, Bethany, Dora. And today we're going to be talking um, about a topic that's very near and dear to me, and that is depression, especially during pregnancy. Um, So I did want to put out a little bit of a content slash trigger warning out there um, that maybe this isn't something that you want to listen to if you are struggling with it right now or just not in the right uh, headspace. So please just take that into consideration as you continue listening. Um, And with that, we'll start with a little icebreaker, which is what do you either listen to or watch to get yourself out of a a bad slump? So I'll go first. (laughs) I have been leaning towards watching Superstore. I just like cannot. Yeah. I I do not get tired of it. It makes me so happy. I just crack up the entire time. And the more I watch it, the more I feel like there's a lot of like um, feminine and like motherhood vibes that go with it and topics they talk about. And I'm like, yes, this is what I mean. <laughs> I get it. Superstore is so great and it's got to be all time underrated show. I'm so sad it's over. Yeah, me too. But not really, because we can just keep watching, watching it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was pregnant, I was watching 30 Rock on repeat. But when I'm like feeling low, I think the only thing that can really get me out of it is like, like, <laughs> I don't tell anyone this. <laughs> um, it's really not a big deal, but like... <laughs> Um, it's like really Christian music, (laughs) like like super Christian music. And I'm just like yelling it in the car. (laughs) "Ah!" I get that because it's like a a reminder of like trusting like a a power higher than you. So it kind of, I guess, lets you have that release. Yeah. Or like also gangster rap too. (laughs) I think you've seen me in the car like blasting it with the voice. (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) Nothing in between. Same, same, but different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, for me, it's way more embarrassing than that, Bethany. (laughs) I don't tell many people this, but I am really into anime. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's embarrassing. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm 31 years old and literally all I watch is anime with subtitles because that's the only way to watch it in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, you can't watch overdub. No. 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 English dub just doesn't hit the same way. No. But I literally watch like whatever is new that season. Um, But if I'm really like wanting to when I when I first um, had Ronan and was like breastfeeding and like didn't have anything else to do but sit there and <laughs> have a child latch on to me I did rewatch what um this one arc of One Piece which is a super classic anime 
that is still going on to this day, but it's been around for like over 20 years. And there's just oh, wow. like some episodes that just, just like have that nostalgia to them. So they just hit different. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I'm definitely all about like the Studio Ghibli like movies as well. Those are, those are my jam. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Okie dokie. So I guess I'll, uh, I can start a little bit about talking about my experience with like depression and then how that impacted my first pregnancy. Um, if any of you listeners right now heard my birth story, story, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I made mention in there about how uh, it was really hard. And afterwards, I was definitely not okay. But I have been dealing with anxiety and depression probably since I can remember um, for most of my life. I want to say probably started when I moved to the U.S. from Ecuador. So when I was like seven or six. And it's something that I've either had a really great hold of or like has completely devoured me and thrown me into a black, black hole. So (laughs) when I got pregnant with Liam, I was actually in like a really good stretch of dealing with my anxiety and my depression. And I remember thinking how it was so nice that like I had like a hold on it and how I like wasn't being like self-destructive and um, Sean and I had made the decision too because he was surprised to have Liam with like a very clear head. I felt very good going into it and then obviously hormones kicked in and it literally made me feel insane. My third trimester was awful. I just spent the entirety or at least 90% of my time sleeping. I think I went to work, but it was pretty much a zombie. And I just had this like really bad feeling in my gut and in my body for no other reason. And that's just how I was feeling. It wasn't really impacted by like external things around me. I was like secure in my job, secure in my relationship, secure in my home. Um, But to anyone who has like suffered with depression they can understand how a lot of times it's really hard to pinpoint where it's coming from it's just a feeling I think that because of how I was feeling it impacted the relationships around me Um, I'm very thankful that Sean was like super duper supportive um, and dealt with a lot of shit for me in that third trimester and kept reassuring me that this wasn't me and it was just something that was going to pass but yeah I dealt with a lot of really shitty thoughts a lot of like um thoughts about not wanting to have the baby which is really hard especially when I would think back to my like first trimester even finding out that I was pregnant I was so happy and then I found myself in my third trimester um really wishing that I wasn't going to have this kid and almost getting angry at myself for having the whole experience and It's a very lonely area to be because I have found that explaining yourself or like showing how depression is making you feel or how you're feeling at that time makes people super uncomfortable. And when people are uncomfortable, they tend to then not want to deal with you. So a lot of times when you are at like your worst and need the most help is when people run away from you because they can they just can't deal with it's big emotions the big sad is big 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 
And after I gave birth to Liam, it was really, it was really, really fucking hard. I, again, am really thankful that Sean dealt with me and that he didn't ever question how I felt when he, I think he had like three weeks off from work to stay with me in the house. And I just remember like hearing the baby cry and then like locking myself in my room and him just like being a fucking champ and dealing with it and then like calming the baby and then coming in and making sure that I was okay and me just like wanting so much to love this kid in the way that he deserved to be loved and nurture him in the way that he deserved to be nurtured but not being able to do that because my brain just wouldn't let me and we went through so much together in terms of like I hated breastfeeding I just like didn't find it first of all he had issues with like latching on and like I couldn't get the right help and so I didn't find it as this bonding thing I found it more of like um it was like angry toward it because he needed it for me and yeah it was just it was just rough it was rough and I think my first year kind of went like that um there were like weeks where it was I was it was really great and I got a lot done (laughs) and I was a good mom and then there was like weeks where um I would literally not see him because I would be at work all day and then he would be down for sleep by the time I got home and then I would like have him for an hour in the morning and then give him off to Sean and go to work and then on the weekends um I'd ask my mom to take him and it took me a really really long time to be okay with that because I mean it makes you feel like a failed parent and it made me feel like a failed mom even though everyone around me thought it was okay. Like, Sean was like, yeah, you need a break. It's okay that your your mom takes him for the weekend. It's okay that, like, you want to go back to work. Like, I, I couldn't wait to go back to work so that I didn't have to, like, answer to him all the time. And I think it was about a year, a little over a year. I think it was, like, probably, like, February or March. Um, my doctor finally diagnosed me with like PMDD, which is like not postpartum depression, but it was like premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So because of my horn, because I guess the time that I was at my worst with anxiety and depression was like two weeks before my period. So it's not postpartum, it's P- PMDD. Oops. And that wasn't very helpful, honestly, and I kept dealing with it on my own. But it took me probably like a good, I want to say two years, I think once Liam was two, to feel like the attachment that I have to him now, to feel like, to not feel resentful of him needing me, to not feel resentful of caring for him, and to be happy with like being a mom. And then... It was great for a while, and then the pandemic hit, <laughs> and then being stuck inside with everyone for so long just makes it, you know, makes life hard, but it's actually kind of 
now I see it as like kind of like a great thing too because it made me like take it pushed me to um search for a medication that could help me and then at the summer after the pandemic is when I I started on my anxiety slash depression medication and I think that's probably the only reason that I feel semi-okay now going into my third trimester. I feel like if I didn't have um, the medication, I probably would not, I would be a lot worse off than I am now. But thankfully, this pregnancy has been, the first and the second trimester have been great. I've been very, very open about how my last pregnancy was with my doctors. And I've been very proactive about like designing a plan that is going to help me um, for the third trimester and then for after I give birth because I don't want to as much as obviously Liam doesn't remember any of this (laughs) and he's not going to hold any of it against me I remember it so I have to I'm trying to like process the feelings that I had with him um, when I was pregnant and being okay with the fact that like this new baby will probably have a better mom yeah it sounds like this pregnancy is like unservicing a lot of those feelings from the first pregnancy do you feel like you're way more equipped this time around yeah I absolutely feel like I'm I'm way more equipped I feel like I'm being so (laughs) I remember like never wanting to have kids because I there's like a lot of like um mental illness in my family on both sides of my family and I like I said I'd known that I've had depression for a really long time and I remember when um I got pregnant like speaking to Sean about how like this is probably something that my kid's also going to deal with and I remember him I don't think he like really really understood how bad it was because when we started dating I was in like a good spot so it wasn't until like I was like pregnant and gave birth that he was like oh <laughs> this is what you was talking about. <laughs> that's what you meant <laughs> yeah and like he was also ill-equipped to like for dealing with that like he like I said he did a really great job but like also now he's also very aware of how it can get. So I think that like I've thankfully like I said I'm very aware and I'm planning for things and he's like planning for things and um I also feel like much more comfortable with like the people that I have around me right now that I can like count on and yeah. So I'm hoping this will be I'm sure this will be a better experience. And I kind of also like the idea that like Liam will think that like that's what his like first years was like. Like he's like, oh, that's probably what it was with me. Like, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <It was>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get to like redeem that time, you know, and it's going to be so fulfilling for you going into yeah. it way more prepared. There's going to be, like, two feelings. One of them is, like, the anxiety of, like, the PTSD, but then also, like, the greatness of, like, being, like, okay, it isn't like that. 
like even though I'll probably have those thoughts in the back of my head just trying to focus on the moment and be like no look how prepared you are like mm-hmm. it's not like that right now so yeah that's been my struggle with depression and, and pregnancy and um yeah thank you for sharing you're welcome thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> we'll always be here to listen for you yeah Yay. love love holding this space for you <laughs> holding it in my hands right now <laughs> holding it and mine my sweaty sweaty hands <laughs> it's really uplifting um being a mom that also struggles as you know pretty pretty severely um just hearing you taking that into your own hands seeing it and um endeavoring to like do everything that you can to change the story to flip the script you know and um we can often feel really helpless and hopeless and alone and all these things we like silence ourselves I feel like and um I'm I'm so happy that you had like however small your support group was you had you had them you had your mom and 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 Sean walking alongside you in that really difficult time and um I just want to thank you for like reaching out to them and trusting that they were going to like be there beneath you but it is encouraging like on a personal level to like seek that help and um not keep all those big big sad 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 things inside because that's when it that's when it becomes dangerous and um and unmanageable i'm hoping that like i'm like really i want to be like really really honest when i share things especially like on our social media about how i'm feeling because like i said like my experience has always been when you show someone what you're really feeling they kind of run away Mm. and i think it's just like when anything's different yeah like you kind of want to shield yourself from it so I'm hoping that like by being really vulnerable on the days that I'm not okay like people can be more comfortable with seeing it Mm. I don't want to compare it to like the only thing I can think of comparing it to is like being younger and like seeing two like men kiss for the first time or two women kiss for the first time and in my head it being like that's not what's supposed to happen and then like educating myself and seeing it more often and then being more comfortable with it to like when now I see it I'm like oh that's just like a normal thing Mm. you know so I know it's like a weird comparison (laughs) (laughs) Are we picking up some homophobia from you, Maria? <laughs> but it's like, I was like trying to think of an experience that I've had where I'm like, what has made me uncomfortable? And then I'm like, okay, like I remember being really little and like seeing this and being like, oh, that's so different. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and not understanding it. And then that's kind of how I feel like people look at it. They're like, oh, that's weird and it's making there's me uncomfortable stigma. so I'm gonna like avert yeah, my eyes exactly there's a stigma yeah mm-hmm. but then the more we understand the more we're empathetic and see the other side of someone's experience we can we can be able to better support those those individuals and I think that's why I really appreciate you sharing and just being in in this conversation with you because I haven't dealt with that personally and I haven't I haven't had any family members well, that's not true. I have had a family member deal with depression, but 
I've had such a hard time figuring out how to like show up for that person. Um, so you're teaching me. <laughs> I really, really appreciate this. Yeah. And I just love, I love being able to hear both of your stories. I think the main thing is just like, don't avert your eyes. Right. Like keep staring at, let it make you uncomfortable so that you can find some compassion in that uncomfortableness. I like that. Don't avert your eyes <laughs> because it's not, it's not about like, oh, you're going to help heal that person for them. They have to, they have to reach that in their own time. That's so key because I am such a fixer. They're like, how can I problem solve for you? And everyone's just like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) All of my schemes never work. (laughs) There was, um, there was like an illustration I saw about it actually. Like it's like a person and they're like buried in a blanket and they're just like, face is sticking out just their face and the friend comes and they just like kind of like lay under the blanket with them and like nothing is like spoken between them it's just those like big emotions mean that like we're highly sensitive to simple things really simple things it doesn't have to be something profound just like see I see that you're here with me in this moment and that's all Mm -hmm. I love that we're under a big blanket together right now. A big We're all snuggled, snuggled <laughs> under a blanket. For all anybody <laughs> listening knows, we are literally under a blanket together <laughs> with flashlights and a bowl of popcorn snuggling. <laughs> Feeling each other's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling each other's feelings. <laughs> i was like it was like slow motion how you said that too so i was just like what where's this feeling each other's feelings feeling each other's (laughs) (laughs) maria got real comfortable with sexuality in this episode (laughs) which maria all all um but yeah i feel like it's a really big issue i was like i wanted to like make this episode also like really informative and i was like looking up stats um the other day and then i got really sad when i looked them up so then i was like "Uh, maybe not maybe that's something you deal with like after your pregnancy is over Mm. um but one of the stats was that like it was like five people commit suicide every hour that's crazy and like again it's like I guess like once you're depressed you like push you don't want to push people away but you end up pushing people away because you're such like um a little black like a black hole of energy and um it takes like a really really strong person to like sit beside you anyway and we just need more strong people that understand that they should just sit beside us anyway because <laughs> that's like an alarming number very depressed both of you no I feel like it's important it's like it goes back to like the don't avert your eyes because because that number is so alarming that should tell you that like mm-hmm. if you're at the playground like a decent amount of people are dealing with the same stuff and mm-hmm. either they they don't realize that like how deep in it they are 
um, you don't, or they're not willing to share, or they're too afraid to share, and they don't, they feel alone. They feel like they're the only one, and it's just not the case. And they're like ashamed. There's so much shame that comes with it. But we all have our value, right? Like, Maria, your value is so great that, like, the earth would never recover from the loss of you. Dora, your value is so great that the earth would never recover from the loss of you. My value is that great. You know, we each have that value to many people around us who may not have even ever told us the value that we added to their life. And whoever's listening and struggling with these same things, you have value. You have so much value, so much more than you know, beyond your call as a mom, whatever form that takes, beyond you doing the laundry or making food or cleaning or vacuuming for the 8,000th time or picking up that effing Lego that won't stop getting stuck in your toe. You have so much more value beyond that. You're loved and we see you and, and we care. And so many other people around you, though they may not have told you how they feel about you in a way that you can receive, they care about you and you have value. I think this is a good time to say too, if you're like listening to this and you are struggling, like you please feel more than free to like DM us um, and reach out and just vent if you need to, or maybe get examples of how we can, like we've gotten through things because I know it feels really lonely. You know, I felt really lonely and sometimes it's also hard to like, like with postpartum like you're supposed to be able to tell your doctor but like I had like I infinitely felt like I was being judged by my doctor (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like she was the last person I wanted to be like hey so um sometimes when Liam cries I like hide in my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's another thing like no mom wants to like tell someone how they're really feeling if it makes them feel like they're going to be judged or somebody's going to be keeping tabs and that's a really scary thing you know i want to give everyone like a list of like the crisis hotlines that are available to 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 take advantage of you know it's right there on google but like we can put it in the description yeah i think that i think that that's what we'll we'll add that in um and then also if any listeners have a particular like hotline that they that they found really useful we'll also like add it in and just like have like a running list I think it would be really helpful for any moms that are out there that um need that extra help um because remember we're not professionals we just like totally are sharing um what's on our hearts and opening up the space for anyone else that also needs to share um and have something spoken um over them and for them who else hates those questionnaires that they make you fill out at every pediatrician appointment? It's like, how do you, on a scale from one to ten, how, how many times do you want to cry every day? Every fucking day. I cry every day, dude. Wait, what is this questionnaire you're talking about? You know, you know that questionnaire when you go for like the one month appointment, two month appointment for your kid, and then they like have you fill out the, um, postpartum depression 
question. I've literally never what? filled one of those out. I've never been given one. I, I kid you not. Every I've single time I go, it's like, are you serious? Never. What? This is such a surprise to me. Yeah, it's it's like the question. It's probably question? because I feel like it's because I'm so honest. Like I would be like, <laughs> I'm so sad right now, and and my doctor would, or the boys' pediatrician would just be like, mm, this is not good. I know. I'm like, do I feel like so? sad that I want to cry all the time because of this or just like because I'm exhausted (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) both is both the right answer I'm gonna say it's such a vulnerable time like right after you give birth that it's amazing that there's not more like education and support offered like through like doctors or like a health insurance or something to keep us sane it boggles my mind that mental health is not covered by insurance like it's not something that's a norm covered by insurance only recently have I gotten insurance coverage that I and I don't even know how much it's going to cover for like counseling but it's so important and yet it's not affordable for many people and not accessible it's so frustrating I remember when you know, I I guess I was like maybe one week postpartum with Ronan and just like having this feeling of like, I'm so sad and I don't know where it's coming from. And I, I'm not um, struggled with depression before. I would get sad, you know, every once in a while, my period would just be like too much and I'd be like really hormonal, but like I was just so out of it. And I think there was also a period where I had to grieve the loss of like a huge part of my life, which was not having kids and now transitioning into this phase of life that is just always going to be with me. And it was just really, really overwhelming. And then someone was like, oh, you have the baby blues. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's a name for this because it's not postpartum depression, but it's just like this general feeling of like, I feel off. I feel so sad. I should be like elated that I had this tiny human, but I'm also like exhausted all the time. And my body is like producing milk and my nipples are sore and cracking. And like, I <laughs> just feel terrible. But yeah, like having like a word for that was like huge for me. There's <laughs> like no worse feeling when like, or at least for me, where like you're like just like emptying out because like your baby hasn't eaten for whatever reason and then you're also sitting there crying because like you're tired and exhausted and feeling like crap and you also have like the diaper on still from like giving birth so you're literally just like emptying milk tears and blood like out of your body (laughs) and somehow we're supposed to pretend that we're okay (laughs) have it all together like no way it's insane oh my gosh yes. picture yes yeah you literally nailed it i just showed a picture of what maria just described i i took pictures during like just new postpartum because um i was having some really difficult time a really really difficult time you know, I feel like it's like five or six o'clock that it would hit like the like you're tired and you need to go to bed. But like 
you're an adult and you're like, why I need to go to bed at like 5 p.m. <laughs> and that's when like you feel it's like a wave, you know, you feel like the hormone wave. So I captured it in photo form. Yeah, that's like so, so similar. Like I would have anxiety right before bedtime because I'd be so like scared that I'd have to like stay up all night again. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody told us about it. Nobody told us that no that was going to happen. No one about these things. This is what I'm saying. No one prepares you. Like Nobody. Because they didn't want to scare us. They didn't want to scare us that, like, ch- labor is so hard. But, like, feelings are way harder, in my opinion. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'd rather have, like, just physical pain than emotional exhaustion and emotional pain. No one prepares you. And I think we're really doing it the service to new moms to not prepare them and not like be really honest about what they might be feeling so that they can, again, reach out and speak up and not feel like they have to hold it in. Mm-hmm. Cause we all feel that way. We all feel like we can't say anything or like maybe the guilt when you say it afterwards that like, I can't believe I spoke those words. Yeah. that's hard it's hard to not like in retrospect be like oh I wish I didn't say that now I'm just seen as that like sad person but like it doesn't that doesn't define us we're we're people that have different chapters and different different times in our lives (laughs) that's true um okay so I pretty much spoke about I guess, like, my journey with it, do you guys want to talk about maybe what helped you through, like, getting through, like, the baby blues when you were feeling them? And, like, especially with, like, Bethany, you have three kids, so, like, was Theo the easiest because <laughs> you knew what was coming, or was it the hardest? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think, first of all, um listen to your body like if it's 5 p.m and you're like I'm really tired go to bed (laughs) like if you can have like all your little things by your bedside table the snacks and stuff like that don't stress about the mess even though you will try not to um and get outside like even if it's freezing cold when you have your baby you've got to get fresh air you need the fresh air so badly and just like just be outside if you can't like I don't know that's what helped me so I guess I should be saying you I'm saying I I would go outside and I would feel a bazillion times better a bazillion is quantifiable (laughs) because as soon as I like because I live you know um on the bay I could get my feet into the sand and the cold cold water and that moment I'm like okay, this is not forever. Yes, having this baby is going to be forever (laughs) because they're going to grow and these different milestones change and everything like that. But there's something about going outside that would give me perspective. Yeah, going outside was huge for me too. Um, Making sure I had a stroller that was uh, able to get me on walks. And then I thought that, I actually thought that going out and seeing people would really help me um as an extrovert like being with people energizes me but it actually I think it's really hard to like be with people without your baby for the first time it's just like it's it's such a weird feeling and it just brings so much 
emotion. Um, and so that was kind of hard for me, but even like going out on my own, going shopping, I would, I would be in like a store and just be like, I don't know what to do right now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm so overwhelmed. I just like want to sit here and stare at like five different types of like mustard or hot sauce and just like stare, (laughs) you know, and not have like any agenda, but just like be somewhere else. But it also gave me anxiety. So (laughs) it's just like, it's just such a weird time. Um, All the things that I thought would help me were just kind of like, I don't know, like it was okay. I just like had to just get through it. Um, Yeah. And just like also have like self-care for my body, like making sure I did fully recover from a vaginal birth because I was like toe up. So just like having like (laughs) that, no, seriously. (laughs) I didn't understand what you said when you said that. (laughs) Oh, I was thinking like toes. <laughs> no, no, no. I was literally no, I got you. I got you. tore up. <laughs> Not all the way though, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, just like having like a bath and just relaxing and like getting my body like healed was like huge mm-hmm. so that I can just like move forward. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just like talking to someone and like someone who can relate and understand what you're going through and just give you words you know, give me so someone who gave me the words to really like understand and recognize like what I was going through. Because um, I think once you name what you're you're feeling and you and you find the name for that feeling, it gives you a lot of power over that feeling. And then you're able to do something about it. At least that's been my experience. Full disclosure, I'm still struggling really a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like, and I don't mean, I don't mean like, you know, I obviously not for like something like depression where that's like literally something you're born with right like Mm -hmm. that's like but like for me it was like oh baby blues okay now I know what that is I can like move forward because this is going to be temporary for me but I can't speak for you guys I can't speak for anyone who has that um, who has experience with depression so I think one of the cool things about I guess like your experience is that you knew there would be an end date to it. But I still get stressed sometimes. That sounds great. Okay, can we cut all that part out? That was terrible. I'm serious. No, because that's valid. No, it's legitimate and it's valid. And, like, just because you're not suffering from, like, terrible depression. Yeah, it's depression crippling. It's still, it's still valid. 1,000%. And, like, a lot of people struggle with baby blues. And it's not easy like it's not any easier yeah also like I don't want to diminish that feeling like for someone like you if it's you haven't experienced depression before and then you start experiencing baby blues it's like really it's like that's a big shift I would think you know so yeah yeah. don't diminish me yeah please forgive me if that was like if I was like saying it in like a condescending if I said anything in a condescending tone or anything like that, I I really I'm no, really no, no. sorry. It's more of like I don't want to say something insensitive, like oh I named it and then therefore I can just get over it. Like I I don't want it to come across like that to people, so I just want to be like more aware of my words. Um, I didn't read it like that, but I I understand what you mean. Yeah, I didn't read it like that either because like in a lot of with a lot of things, I think that that is true. I think that that is the case. Like. Maria was talking about earlier 
something that made her uncomfortable <laughs> and maybe <laughs> and then learning about it and coming to terms with it and and realizing the the reality and the naturalness of it like baby blues are natural and a normal thing that happen um but they are painful it doesn't make it less painful than anyone else's experience if anything, people who have suffered from depression before pregnancy have like a leg up. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally, totally. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, we we we've lived in this. We just, it's fine. We'll be fine now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, this is nothing. <laughs> no. No, no. I mean, like... I'm kidding. I just. <laughs> oh, this this is my Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no baby blues were no joke the hormones were treacherous let me tell you treacherous <clears throat> thank you maria for sharing your story with us in your journey um with your mental health and for showing perseverance and strength in these difficult areas we're really proud of you and um excited for what this year holds and this next trimester holds for you we're here to support you and love on you in whatever capacity you're willing to let us do that thank you mamas all for listening and joining us on this episode of shut up moms um, we love you whoever you are reach out to us comment or you know subscribe <laughs> Let us know how you're feeling. Yeah, let us know how you're feeling. Uh, let us know if you'd like to talk about this subject. Yeah, just let us know if you want to share anything along these lines with us or with um, our audience and you want a platform or you need a platform to do it on. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, mamas. <laughs> This has been Shut Up Mom, a Hive Collective podcast. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at, at Hive Collective. Our music is provided by Honey Yard. You can find them on Spotify. Thank you for listening.